Welcome to the USA Hockey Magazine podcast with your host, editor of USA Hockey Magazine, Harry Thompson. Welcome to another USA Hockey Magazine podcast. Uh, we're at the Advanced Officiating Symposium here in Providence, Rhode Island, and now we're talking with uh, Amanda Tassoni, who did a wonderful presentation on uh, nutrition and healthy lifestyles and all that for uh, for officials, which, which obviously is, is very important, especially as the speed of the game uh, increases. So Amanda, thanks so much for taking the time to talk. Thanks for having me. You know, one of the first things I was thinking about when, when I was thinking about your, your presentation is, is, is that old line, uh, the NHL coach who yelled at Don Koharski, hey, Koharski, <laughs> go have another donut. And Koharski's like, I don't even like donuts. And, and just, you know, the, these thoughts that, that, you know, officials are, are, are cut out of a certain cloth. And obviously that has changed. Uh, first off, it probably was never as that true, but second off, it's, it seems like it, that, that has changed, especially, like I said, with the speed of the game. So could you just talk a little bit about how it's changed? Absolutely. I think as officials, you know, we're expected to be on the ice with some of the best athletes in the world a lot of times, and for us, the people we ref never get older, but for us, we do. So keeping our bodies in shape on the ice so that we can keep up with the game as we age. And, you know, um, our goal is to be able to sustain the same speed that they're playing without taking any breaks. And it's important to keep our bodies healthy. And that's partially fitness. It's partially what we eat on a day-to-day basis. And it's also a lot to do with how we recover after we get off the ice too. So health and wellness is ev- is everything in regards to holding on to our longevity on the ice. You know, it's interesting you said that because – because you think about it, you know, players players work you know work hard for a forty five minute a forty five second shift and things like that, and then they go get a break. Well, the the only people who don't get a break are, are the officials. So. Absolutely, yes. We don't we don't get to change on the fly and grab some water and take a break for a few minutes before we head back out there. We have to we have to stay on the ice and use our short breaks on face offs and things like that to recover and get ready for the next the next till the next whistle. So that's important. How do you think uh, you know you have 200 uh, very dedicated uh, officials here this week who are looking to learn and get better and, and keep improving? Can you what was your thoughts about how your uh, message was received yesterday? It seemed like it was very well received. Absolutely, I think it hits home for so many of the people that are here with us this week. I mean, we all have a passion for this game. That's why we're here. We love it. That's that's why we do it, um, and that's why we stay involved in it. And so for everybody, you know, our goal is to stay on the the ice as long as we possibly can as we get older because it's what we love to do and you know a lot of us get into officiating to stay involved in the game of hockey as we get older when our playing days are kind of behind us and so for for everybody here I think remembering the importance of the basics and how that's going to prolong our ability to stay on the ice really hits home. Can you talk a little bit about your your background in hockey? Uh, did you start as a player, or would you always want to be an official, or how did that come about? Absolutely. So I started playing when I was three. I come from a hockey family, and um, I have a, a dad that was a goaltender, a really good goaltender, and a brother who played hockey straight through, and it was what I always wanted to do. And um, when I went to college, I chose to focus on school instead of hockey, but I still I played club hockey at URI. 
And then when I finished up with my college days, I said, I want to stay involved in the game and find ways to stay on the ice because it was such a huge part of my life growing up and my friendships and everything. Hockey's given me so much. Um, and then stepping into the officiating world not only kept me on the ice, but it also, you know, opened my mind to this whole new world of hockey that most people don't even realize existed. And it's, it's truly been one of the most rewarding paths. Absolutely. Um, was, has fitness been something? Obviously, it sounds like you were, you know, always been very active. But was was fitness and nutrition and things like that something that has always been a passion of yours, or is that? How did, how did you come to, you know, want to move into that career field? Sure. So uh, fitness, I've always been a multi-sport athlete my whole life. And so fitness has always been a big part of my life. And, you know, we always say we wish we knew then what we know now, right? Um, when I first went into college, I went in with the goal of becoming a physical therapist. And, you know, the road didn't take me there. I didn't really love it when I went into the actual field of doing it. And that's when I pivoted and found that fitness was where I wanted to be. Um, so I love the fitness industry. I think it's really rewarding. I think it hits home for every individual, but oftentimes I think we forget how important it really is in just not necessarily, you know, becoming the strongest human being on the planet, but just prolonging our activities of daily living and living a, a well-rounded rewarding life um so being able to perform the functions we need to on a day-to-day -day basis is so based on what we eat and how we move um and that's the part that that has always been my passion so how do you how have you used your your education and and your passion uh and how do you use that in your daily life now what kind of work do you do sure so i work in corporate wellness so i work for a company called optum and we put fitness centers in like Fortune 500 companies, and then we staff them and run them. So our goal is to bring wellness into everyday life, so to make it more convenient for people who do work really long hours in office buildings. Um, we have gyms on site so that people can get break away from their desk and get their workout in and not have to worry about skipping their day because they're just too busy at work. Um, we have this robust wellness program, including ergonomics and wellness coaches and massage therapists to help people make their fitness and their wellness a priority when they are so busy with everything else that goes on in their life. Well, that's, that's got to be so important just because they always say now that that sitting is the new smoking and, and that, that sedentary lifestyle is, is, a, is hazardous to all of us. Absolutely. I have believed since I started in this field that, you know, fitness and nutrition cannot be intermittent. It has to be a lifestyle. And if, if you can't figure out how to love what you do and what you eat and enjoy what you're doing, then it's never going to last. So I personally believe in, in lifestyles. I don't believe in diets and, you know, intermittent exercise. I believe in, in moving as much as you can, even when it's just, you know, getting up and standing for a little while or going for that five minute walk when you do have a break or, you know, walking during your meetings when it's possible. All movement counts and it keeps our body well and it keeps our blood flowing. And that's important. So the, obviously, like I said, we had 200, you know, extremely dedicated people here this week. Uh, for though a lot, a lot of other um, officials who, for whatever reason, aren't here, uh, could you give a, a brief synopsis or, or a brief couple of pointers to to other other people about things that uh, that they should be doing uh, on a daily basis to kind of to keep themselves in the game, so to speak? Absolutely. Uh, my my goal of my presentation 
was to to make sure that everybody in the room was aware that there is no golden solution. Fitness and nutrition is very unique to each individual person. And I wanted to make sure that I got across that I wasn't there to tell them exactly what they had to eat or how many calories of this they need to take in or how many ounces of this they need to take in. My goal was to explain to them the importance of the healthier options um, and to help them understand that they need to figure out what's best for them and their bodies because there's 200 individuals in that room and each and every one of them has a body that's very unique to them. And so I can't offer them the exact solution, but it was offering them the tools to help them build that solution for themselves. So, you know, our overall message is we need to sit less, we need to move more, and we need to make the healthy options our lifestyle. And and that is kind of where you start to become more successful and enjoy everything that you're participating in. Well, it seemed like that message really hit home. I mean, just in listening to the the interaction you had with some of the people in the audience, and also just be, people talking afterwards. So yes. that must be a really good feeling to know that that you, you, your message was well received. Absolutely, and you know. As I mentioned earlier, this field is so, so rewarding. And I think for everybody that that begins to make those changes for themselves feels that reward in individual ways. And that's when I feel like I gave back in some way for all of them. I also noticed, uh, so in addition to your excellent presentation, that you've been sitting there in the front row and, 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 and listening intently, and uh, you're one of, I believe, it's 16 uh, female officials who are here. Uh, I just wanted to get some of your thoughts about the, the, um, the community of female officials and, uh, and the importance of, of, of kind of promoting females in the game to continue to advance uh, to the highest levels of, of sure, officiating? Sure, sure. I think, you know, when I came into this this world of officiating, I didn't really know what to expect. And USA Hockey specifically has given me this family of female officials and other women that, that honestly, I talk to more than anybody else on a day-to-day basis. They, they truly are my family. Um, and I think they're, the sky is the limit, and it's a path that anybody could really take if you have a passion for the game and we don't have enough of us. Our family needs to grow and it has so much room for growth and we look forward to you know, getting more females and more women involved and growing the game for what the, the potential is for us on our side because at this point the sky's the limit and slowly doors just keep opening for, for female officials in the game of hockey. So being here this week, uh, how have you been uh, treated uh, with, by the, the, the male officials and how much encouragement or interaction do you have with them as they, you know, they obviously want you to succeed, I would say? Oh, absolutely. They embrace us in every way they can. They, everybody here has asked questions. We've all gotten to know each other and how things work in different districts. And I think that was one of the greatest opportunities that this symposium has allowed um, is that you are subjected to different people from 34 different um, states that are here and getting their perspective on things and listening to how other associations do it. It just allows us and our to take back to our local associations different ideas for growth. And so, you know, we've always been embraced in the culture of USA hockey. I think everybody is just trying to become one big unit, one big family. And we look forward to that. Absolutely. And then finally, 
you, you talked about the sky's the limit. Uh, what is what is where do you see your your future in in the in the world of uh, officiating? Where where would you like to get to? Sure, um, I'm always striving to get to the highest level that I possibly can. But you know, for for us, we don't necessarily know what that is yet. So, my my hopes is just to stay in the game as long as possible and, and keep moving to those top levels. And you know, we'll see where it gets from there. Well, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you very much again for for not thank only you a great, for having me. great presentation yesterday and for taking the time today. I'll let you get back to some more. Uh, outstanding uh, presentations as we as we wrap up here at the Advanced Officiating Symposium. So, thanks so much. And thanks everybody for listening to another USA Hockey Magazine podcast. This has been the USA Hockey Magazine podcast. 